0: Welcome, Welcome, guys, gals, and, and non binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcasts.
1: Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo
0: and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the
1: fuck up. Um, what am I
0: listening to? Sick oh my god what up everybody it's a oh special episode special episode ah, you thought you were gonna get the next to last episode but no we are extending
1: it Jokes for on you. you we are giving you the greatest edging session of your fucking life because <laughs> <laughs> we have taken our time on this you're so welcome you're welcome
0: <laughs> oh my gosh so we are what <laughs> no stop looking i at immediately
1: their... looked over there and i was like i forgot what we were doing because i oh started god, looking at all over again t- i'm done terrible you're sorry just... Paige's roommate has an incredible collection of film <laughs> And I have, I, it's right next to where we're filming, and I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna look at it, I'm not gonna look at it, because every single time I do, I've stopped connecting with Paige, I don't know what she's yeah, talking about Yeah, we ever. definitely need to move the chair somewhere else next
0: time. <laughs> no, but it's
1: so good. Okay, And it right. gives me fucking life. So anyway, so, back to so this. we're going
0: special episode. What are um, we doing today, Paige? So today we are covering uh, the BuzzFeed article. <laughs> uh, that is called 50 Facts You Probably Didn't Know About Sex in the City. This is easily searchable on BuzzFeed if you guys want to follow along. Totally we'll also fine. have a link posted in
1: the bio. Yes. So and then five. this was written by Tabitha Leggett.
0: So congratulations. She's from Tabitha. the United Kingdom. She's not even from here. She's not even from She doesn't even go, go here. here. <laughs> so, all right. So we're going to start off um, with number one. Sex and the City was based on Candace Bushnell's book, which comprised her weekly New York Observer columns. I knew this. So I actually uh, read the book before I started. I'm gonna watching. keep a tally
1: of everything that we did know and everything that we didn't know. I love it. And then, that well, yeah, at the end we can see how we much fans have watched. We we yes. know,
0: but yes, um, I did know. And actually, I feel like Sex and the City is her worst book.
1: Uh, I agree. I it's written really weirdly and terribly, and it only gets.
0: Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't connect well, which is pretty funny. Their um, they'll probably actually mention this later, but their, um, lipstick jungle was another one that was based on her books.
1: That show didn't do as well,
0: and that show didn't do as well. But that was a great book.
1: Yes, it was a fantastic book. So anyway, uh, because I love a good <laughs> not talking about our topics. Um, Lauren Weisenberger mm. is releasing the third in her trilogy of the Devil Wears Product books.
0: I didn't know it was a trilogy. Yeah. First of all. Second of all, there was a second one that came out. Yes. Where by is, Ben?
1: I don't know, but it is incredible. And in this one, Ryan Apriesty comes back and she's on a bench because the second one yes. um the second one involves her mm. from like a peripheral view. Got and it. it's mostly um Andy and Emily. hmm And then the third one's I think Emily focused. Hmm. And then Miranda comes back.
0: Back to the vengeance. Mm, I love it.
1: The Devil Wears Revenge, I think it's called. I could be entirely wrong about this. But <laughs> if you like the writing style of Candace Bushnell, you would like Lauren Weisenberg's. Yeah, I agree. I liked reading The Devil Wears Prada. Number two, Bushnell was just paid $60,000 for the rights to film these columns. Did not know that.
0: I think that's silly. But that, I think that's a lot of money for, for the time, but
1: see, and I, I'm never... I'm like, is she, was she underpaid? Was she ever paid? I don't know what the justice is trying to imply. Yeah,
0: I have no idea. Um, number three, Sarah Jessica Parker, who played Bushnell's alter ego, Carrie Bradshaw, was the only one of the four main actresses whose contract stated she would not appear nude on screen. I did know this. Yes. Um... Because that was a big deal back in the day When they were actually still doing this And I thought it was completely stupid Because you see her nipples more than any other lady on this show Because she wears paper-thin shirts So that's stupid Hashtag network nipple Network nipple (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Yeah, I I thought that that was a really dumb Like, clause to have in your contract When you wear see-through tops Like, it doesn't matter We're seeing
1: your boobs anyway But Whatever, I want want to see her boobs. I just want to see what they're about because now, like, with the whole contract and with the thin shirts, I'm like, I feel like I've seen that, but like, but like, through
0: like a filter essentially.
1: (laughs) Number four, the tutu carry wears during the opening sequence came from a parking bin, it costs five dollars. Yeah, sure looks that way. It definitely looks that way. I didn't know that, but (laughs) it sure looks that way.
0: It absolutely looks that way, but um, yeah. Um, number five, Cynthia Nixon is a natural blonde. She dyed her hair ginger to play Miranda. I did know this and I thought it was hilarious, um, that they had in quotes, had to do this so that people could tell them all apart (laughs) because who's going to know, you know, because Charlotte has to be. The, the the brunette, and Samantha's the blonde, and Carrie has curly, blonde-esque hair, and so of course we have to have a redhead because there, there can't be another blonde. So, there's that. I thought that was
1: dumb. And I feel so bad, because on top of everything they do to make Cynthia Nixon look terrible, she's she's a beautiful woman. She looks great with her blonde hair. Mm-hmm. She does. She looks fantastic. it's Number six. Carrie was supposed to be brunette. <gasps> Just Mm -hmm. 24 hours before the pilot was shot, producers changed their minds because Bushnell is blonde. Silly. Dumb. Didn't know. Didn't care.
0: (laughs) Uh, Number seven. In the book, Charlotte's last name was Ross. It was changed to York for the TV series in which she was played by Kristen Davis. Um, I don't remember, actually, her name being Ross, so I guess I didn't know that, even though I read the book. Back to it.
1: Yeah. Don't care. Why do you think they changed that?
0: Um, because York sounds better to say, and to this weird. was probably around the same time that Friends was going on and was really popular, uh, and yeah. so didn't want to have the same last also, name. So Charlotte
1: Ross sounds like Charlotte Ruse. Yeah, you don't want that brand deal unless they're paying for it. Don't like it. Um, <laughs> number eight. After Miranda and Carrie got cupcakes there, the Magnolia Bakery on 401 Bleecker Street became so popular it had to start employing a bouncer.
0: I did not know that, but also there was a lot of different places that they went to in the shows Mm -hmm. that gained them so much popularity that to this day, they are still popular. Like, and there's, I think there's still a sex in the city tour that happens in New York city.
1: Let's go. I totally What? I didn't know that was a thing. Let's go. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) stupid. I love it.
0: Um, number nine in the first movie, Carrie borrows love letters of great men from the library. This book didn't exist when the film was released. However, so many fans wanted to buy it that it was actually published. I did not know that. I think that's fantastic.
1: I think that's cute. And I think that speaks to the power of sex in the city. Mm-hmm. So for all the shit talk that we do about it, the show was a fucking force and it was a force to be reckoned with. For sure. And then it's cute because then um, they... Uh, I, never mind. It's just, I just love it. <laughs> I love it. Number 10. While filming, Parker would spend up to 18 hours a day wearing heels as Carrie. Um, and y'all want to complain about fucking Bryce Dallas Howard in Jurassic World. Fuck yourselves. <laughs>
0: I mean... I think it's dumb to wear heels, no matter who you are. Stop! Heels are great. <laughs> heels are awful. They are awful. I hate them.
1: And I, I'm, I'm gonna just put that as a fact that I knew, maybe not specifically 18 hours, but I was like, yeah, her character is always running around in heels. And right. Filming yeah. days take forever. We
0: have eyes. Yes. Yes. Um, and next up is you. I'm gonna read that oh, one. Oh, I thought I read that. one. Oh. Yeah, no. no, I did read that one. You did? Okay, just kidding.
1: Yeah, so um, you're eleven.
0: Number eleven. Parker spotted Carrie's medicine cabinet at a flea market before filming began. She didn't buy it, but later decided she made a mistake and went back, only to be told that it had been sold to some TV show. When she showed up for filming, the medicine cabinet was there. That's cute. That's adorable. I didn't know that. I
1: didn't know that. I
0: did not actually know that. That's so adorable. That's the universe
1: telling you what's up. That's true. Number 12. In the first movie, the note that comes with the Vivian Westwood wedding dress was handwritten by Vivian Westwood.
0: I knew this. I knew this, and I thought that was great. I'm like, Vivian, get your life.
1: I love you, husband. And that dress is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait till we get to the movie, because I'm, I'm going to be sobbing. I'm going to be angry. <laughs> and it's going to get real.
0: It's going to be fantastic. We're going to have to do it in, like, 75 parts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, number 13, the redhead boy who pre- plays Brady in the film is the same boy who plays baby Brady in the TV series. Cute! That's adorable. I actually did know that, and I thought that it was cute. It was a really good consistency.
1: And that hardly ever happens, because you usually have to jump ahead in time or move back in time to be able to film things, mm-hmm. and you have to get actors of different ages. Yeah. Number 14. The doctor in the scene where Miranda gives birth is a real doctor.
0: I didn't know that. First
1: of all, spoilers. Spoilers.
0: What? <laughs> she has a uterus that works? I didn't want to know that. That's
1: <laughs> So, is it a doctor who wanted to be an actor? Is it a doctor who's like, hey, we want a real doctor to be on here? Because usually when you get those Just, people, they're like...
0: Maybe they were out in the street and they're like, is there a doctor in the house? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, here, be in the scene.
1: <laughs> oh, but then you get actors who are like, oh... Hello, Miranda. <laughs> I am your doctor today, and I will be delivering your baby. <laughs> yes. Love it. Like fucking Cherry Bomb. Cherry Bomb on fucking Glow, season two. Oh. Like that. That's where you get those kinds of actors. yeah mm-hmm.
0: That's <laughs> the one. Number 15, Mr. Big, played by Chris North. No. North. 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 I always thought it was North.
1: I literally always did until I heard someone say it out loud. And That's like, embarrassing. There's no R there?
0: um, Was inspired by the former magazine editor Ron Gagliotti, one of Bushnell's ex-boyfriends. I did not know that because I don't know who that
1: is. <laughs> no, don't know, don't care. care. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fifth season only has eight episodes in it because Parker was pregnant in real life.
0: Um, we yeah, we do. We knew that. That's, and our and season five recap is going to be incredible. Yeah, literally every um, every episode is, like, her with a giant bag or a giant present. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> in 2000... Oh, sorry. Number 17. In 2012, the apartment Carrie lived in sold for $9.65 million.
1: I don't like the way that this is written. Hmm. Because it... It First of all, it breaks up the million into a new line. Yeah, it's weird. So it just looks like the apartment Carrie lived in sold for $9.65. Yeah. Oh, million. Million.
0: <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Just kidding. <laughs> That's an
1: expensive as apartment.
0: And it's not, like, that big. It was basically the size of my old apartment. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. That's crazy.
1: 18. Matthew McConaughey's role in the episode Escape from New York was written for Alec Baldwin. However, Baldwin turned it down. We did know this because we yep. talked about it in the episode. Yeah.
0: Bam! <laughs> Number 19. It was then offered to George Clooney. He also turned it down. Also
1: knew that one. <laughs> These don't count as facts just because you list a different fact about the same fact you've already stated. Yeah, it's dumb. Next, it was offered to Warren Beatty, who also rejected it.
0: Number 21. Only then was it offered to Matthew McConaughey, which is why his whole thing in the role is just weird.
1: <sighs> and it's also Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Number 22. Carrie's address is 245 East 73rd Street. Samantha's is 300 Gansvurt Gansvurt Street. Street. (laughs) Charlotte's is 700 Park Avenue. Of Of course course it is. And Miranda's is 331 West 78th Street. Oh, does that mean that Carrie and Miranda are relatively close to each other?
0: Um uh, maybe.
1: None of these addresses exist in real life. Well then you lie to me and I can't Google map <laughs> and see how close they are to each other. I didn't know this. And did not. Because why do I care about their addresses? That's right. another tally for I didn't care. Exactly.
0: Uh number twenty three. Nixon doesn't have pierced ears while filming. She always wore clip-ons. I thought that was really interesting because I don't think that many people have like don't not have pierced ears that are women. Like I feel like that's like a rite of passage when you're like eight or at birth yeah. for some
1: crazy people. Mexicans, <laughs> Mexicans always be piercing their baby's ears. I'm I like, d- I hate that.
0: I don't, I don't like that you're body modding your baby that young. Like, let them make their own <sighs> body modifications later. When and they'll they be
1: like, oh, I want these earrings. It's gonna hurt a little bit. It's okay. I want it to be pretty. Cool. Yeah,
0: totally fine. Um I give us
1: she didn't have pierced ears though.
0: Yeah, that is kind like, of crazy. you figured if you were
1: going to be on, this car- on the show for, like, the next...
0: Yeah, I would m- just go and get my ears pierced at a certain point. Because the clipboards just seem tacky. Well, and they hurt. Way more than just having pierced ears. That's a hurt. Number 24.
1: Is. Davis's grandmother never watched the show because Davis thought she wouldn't understand it. Or maybe she thought she would understand it. Kayon. Oh,
0: oh, grandma, get it. How do you think you got here, Davis? Stupid bit. <laughs> Number 25. Natasha, Mr. Big's wife, always wears white. This is to convey that her personality is vanilla.
1: Which I get, but she's still far more interesting mm-hmm. than a lot of other like, characters that we're introduced to. Mm-hmm. And she's still a great person. So, fuck you guys. Mm-hmm. And then we, I think we did know that she always wore. Those kinds of colors mm-hmm. that just kind of faded or bleed into everything. Yeah.
0: Else. Although, the very last episode that we just watched, she was in
1: blue. Was she?
0: Yeah. So, there was full a light back. Mm mm. It was blue. It was like a light
1: blue, but it was a blue. Okay. So, it was still a color that, like. Yeah, it was still yeah. washing her out, but yeah. That's the word that I was trying to think of. And I was like, bleeding out? No. <laughs> That's definitely not the right word. 26. Kim Kachal down the role of Samantha twice before getting persuaded to take that.
0: Um, I did know that. Yes.
1: Because she still regrets it. To this <laughs> She's day. still very much like, listen
0: hate all of you.
1: <laughs> number I was going to with Kurt Russell. I can do better.
0: Fair. Um, number 27. Even when she was being shot from the waist up, Catrell insisted on wearing heels. She said it made her feel more like Samantha. I did not know this.
1: I did not know that, but I felt that about Kim Kardashian. she is that bitch. Mm-hmm. And also, she didn't want Carrie, or she didn't want Sarah Jessica Parker to be like, oh, I was in heels for 18 hours a day, so I'm going to be like, I'm going to fucking do it too, mm-hmm. so you're not special. So
0: F it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 28. In the first film, Carrie removes a book from display in a bookshop and replaces it with her own. That book is Lucia Lucia, or Lucia Lucia. <laughs> by Adriana Trigiani. And it's about a woman who plans on extravagant wedding before being left at the altar. Ooh. <gasps> Ooh. That's cute.
0: That's a um, foreshadowing. That. I, did I did not know that. I did not know that. Now I have to look out for that. Number twenty nine in the second film, the girls arrive at Marrakesh Airport, not Abu Dhabi Airport. Didn't know that, and I wouldn't be able to tell you. I wouldn't know
1: the difference. difference. Yeah, and that's not me being racist. That's being like you could. I don't don't know. I don't know airports. Yeah, unless it's the Reno Tahoe International Airport. Yeah, actually, I think I could also recognize Dallas Fort Worth. I've been there often enough. I would only recognize
0: the Las Vegas Airport and the Reno Airport. I accidentally got high as fuck at the Las
1: Vegas Airport as well you should it was fun um number 30 in the first film Carrie and Miranda have a fight and talk about it in front of Carrie's house in the background there's an Indian cab driver nodding along silently he is the same cab driver who was used in season 2 when they had the up the butt conversation
0: nice oh that's incredible I didn't know that but that's great do you think
1: he remembers that I hope so
0: number 31 in the scene where trey proposes to charlotte a fake tiffany's window was used because tiffany's wouldn't allow the real store to be filmed however tiffany's employee approved the fake one before filming began that's dumb didn't care why do you think they don't allow that because they're annoying and like they think that breakfast is tiffany's is the be-all end-all or something and they don't want to mess with that i don't know i think it's stupid like, we all know what a Tiffany's fucking store window looks like, so that just looks dumb. Yes. Like, at that point, I would have just been like, no, then we went to Cartier. Fuck you.
1: <laughs> That's not that on that. 32. Willie Garson, who plays Sanford, was set up on a blind date with Parker years before Sex and the City was filmed. They were <laughs> close friends in real life. That's
0: really cute. I thought that he was really gay in real life, though.
1: I think it was, like, the...
0: Like, pre-gay, the, like, when he was still in the closet. coming out. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's cute, though. That is
0: adorable. I love that they're close friends in real life. That's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Number 33. Lots of the artwork in Alexander Petrovsky's home was actually belonged to the actor who played him, Mr. Um, Nikol Um, I did not know that, but that sounds about right.
1: I also don't remember who that is. This is the Russian.
0: This is right at the very end of the of the series. She moves to Paris with him. Uh, Spoiler alert! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that they used um, Barishnikov though, because he's like the super famous ballet dancer, Mm -hmm. and he just like acts suddenly, and I'm just like, oh my god, there you are! You're so cute. I love you. It was the Melting and and the Nutcracker. (laughs)
1: Um, Uh, mm Thirty-four. The music during the Carrie montage in Paris was written by Barishnikov. It's the same music that Alexander played to Carrie on his piano in the Ick Factor.
0: Oh, that's that's cute. cute. I didn't know that. Didn't
1: know that.
0: Number thirty-five, at the beginning of Charlotte's wedding, a Scottish funeral um dirge is played. This is to symbolize Charlotte entering a bad marriage.
1: Well, Jesus. I didn't know that didn't specifically, know that. but if we knew <laughs> <laughs> but we that's knew
0: some nice foreshadowing.
1: Victoria Beckham was offered a cameo role in the first film, but I had to turn it down to scheduling conflicts with Spice Girls tour rehearsals. That I never saw that tour
0: I never saw that tour I don't know her <laughs> yeah I didn't I did not know that much. With a human they're coming back apparently they keep, I, I, they keep, I have they keep heard saying, that every
1: single year since I was born every- <laughs> so they're coming back <laughs> I've heard fair. that every single year and I'm like okay
0: okay, when? where, yeah, when? where yeah no that's fair Uh, number 37, the first dog who played Pete was scared of John Corbett, so they had to get him a new dog. I didn't know that. That's hilarious. (gasps) That's cute. Why was he scared? Who would be scared of him? He's (laughs) such a pumpkin. Oh, well.
1: Number 38, the prenuptial agreement that Bunny makes Charlotte sign was written by a real lawyer.
0: That's cool. I didn't know that. For what? For, like, just to make sure it looked right, I guess. We Uh, never, did we ever see a close-up of it?
1: No. Then
0: who cares? The prop people are committed to their art.
1: Which is fair. I don't want to shit on their things, but also <laughs> that seems like you could have had the top three pages just be random Latin. Right. Have her sign it and everything else could just be blank pages.
0: You're you're not wrong. Number thirty-nine. The bit of Brady's umbilical cord that Miranda's cat plays with is actually a piece of beef jerky. I didn't know that, but I'm glad that I know that now.
1: Because <laughs> yucky. <laughs> I didn't know that. And also, I don't remember the scene, so now I'm just looking forward to Now you're looking forward to, forward a- to seeing it. <laughs> yes. 40. During the fi- filming, the very last episode in America in Paris, part 2, finished four days before it aired. That's- Holy.
0: That's cutting it close, yo. <laughs> yes. I did not know that. Uh, number 41. There's a continuity error in the opening sequence. The bus that splashes Carrie is full of passengers when it passes, but after the camo- camera closes in on
1: Carrie, it appears empty. I think we need that. I think we've talked about that before. On the I feel podcast. like we have, yeah. But also. That's hilarious and it's also a metaphor for once you look at Carrie Bradshaw, totally. everything else is non-existent because it's only about Carrie Bradshaw.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs>
1: 42. In 2001, Parker became an executive producer of the show. Her subsequent pay raise meant she earned $3 million per episode.
0: Fuck.
1: Get that coin.
0: Get it, yeah. Get that Get it. coin. I didn't know that. Uh, Number 43, the episode in which uh, Berger breaks up with Carrie via a post-it note was inspired by a real-life post-it breakup that one of the show's writers went through. That is so sad. That's, well, you know, they didn't have text messages back then, and that's probably why it was a post-it.
1: You could send someone an email.
0: I had, like, the first couple, like, the first six months or so of our marriage was, like, a post-it marriage. Because we were working completely opposite shifts. And so we were leaving post-its for one another to wake up to. Like, hey, could you empty the dishwasher? Hey, could you do this? Hey, could you do that? And it was awful. And it was to the point where I was just ready to, like, just leave on a post-it. This isn't working. (laughs) Like, it was awful. So I get it.
1: (laughs) 44. In the first film, Carrie has the same phone as she did in the TV series. To show how much time had passed, a producer stuck tape to it to make it seem worn. Did know this. Um yeah, I did know
0: this because I I saw the close up of it and I was like,
1: that's awful. And then she has that beautiful moment where she gets rid of it. And, and then Jennifer her gives her a new, new phone. One. And it's great. And she doesn't know how to work it. Mm-hmm. And then she changes from a 917 gal. hmm
0: Right? 917
1: because 916 is yeah. Sacramento. Uh, yeah. Yes. Sure.
0: <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> Numbers. I don't I don't know. Uh number 45. When Samantha runs into Phoebe, played by Jerry Halliwell, on the street, they talk about Soho House, which they're standing outside. When the scene was filmed, Victoria and David Beckham were actually inside the private members club.
1: I love that. That's cute.
0: Spice Girls. Thanks
1: for showing up, Victoria Beckham. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Um, 46. Until season 4, episode 12, Parker's name and the show name were shown in front of the World Trade Center towers in the credits. Mm -hmm. After the 9-11 attacks and the towers collapsed, both appeared with the Empire State Building in the background instead.
0: Um, I did know this.
1: Yes. Because we were also like, oh
0: because it, when i was re-watching it um the first time not this time um i knew to look out for it and so i did and they were like it was so different like all the articles that you see like from back then was like it's such a different show now everything's so different it's exactly the same show yeah it's literally the exact same show i hate that <laughs> number 47 when davis and uh north <laughs> shot as charlotte and mr biggs i curse the day you were born Scene in the first film there was a fire drill at the catholic girls' school across the road a bunch of teenagers ran out of the building screaming we love you mr big not turned around and said shouldn't you be in school one girl apparently replied abso fucking lootly i did not know that but that little girl is not my hero
1: and that little girl grew up to be emma stone <laughs> yes i love it <laughs> that's sound- also it's a girl's school when they were filming the first one it was what 2007
0: uh yeah i think so
1: that girl was not old enough to be watching this no
0: no nobody's ever old enough to be watching this
1: <laughs> <laughs> um 48 none of the main four characters repeat a full outfit throughout the course of the tv show until mm-hmm. the final episode where Carrie wears a fur coat from the first series
0: i did know that that's know. awesome What's up? Fucking
1: money. I hate when people don't repeat clothes. Yeah. It makes me mad.
0: Mm-hmm. But I hate also when they repeat them too much.
1: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Because it's There's like, a good oh, balance. did you notice it? <gasps> did
0: you notice it? <gasps> did you notice she's wearing the Or same it's thing? like the same thing every time. Like freaking Emma's jacket in Once Upon a Time. Like, just get rid of the jacket.
1: It's her staple piece. I don't care.
0: I you Get know a new when, jacket. It's um, not an all-weather jacket.
1: You know how in cartoons they always have the same outfit on because it makes animation easier instead of having to animate new outfits for everybody's clothes mm-hmm. I want to do a TV show where everyone's wearing the same outfit every single like episode for the entire like six six season run so Scooby-Doo yes <laughs> is there a live action Scooby-Doo TV show where they do that I don't know if there's a live action one but even the movies they change they go into beach attire it's true it's great but okay but also I guess Lisa I'm-
0: Evans said that and I love her <laughs> Lisa Evans is my favorite costume designer <laughs>
1: Um. Oh, it's your turn.
0: 49. Show. Carrie asked 92 questions in her columns throughout the series. New mini episode is going through all those, I feel.
1: Yes. I was. Uh, I I, didn't we know saw that. It in each other's faces.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I did not know that it was exactly 92.
1: Number 50. In the episode before she moves to Pali, <laughs> Carrie writes, Is it time to stop questioning? This is her final question, as in the final two episodes, she doesn't ask anything. Yeah, it sounds about right for her.
0: But I didn't know
1: that. Didn't know, didn't care. Yep. Didn't know, didn't care. All right. So let's do the math. So we knew 19 of these things and we did not know 5, 10, 15, 20, 20, 25, 30, 31 things. Nice. And then out of the 31 things that we didn't know, we didn't care about seven of them.
0: Perf. How many did you guys know and not know? Let us know.
1: That was a lot.
0: Do them, do the math, and let us know.
1: Have you heard the song The Math by Hilary Dove from her first (laughs) album, Metamorphosis? No, I have not. It goes, if you can't do the math, then get out of the equation. I am calling you back. This is star 69. Is it a minus or a plus? (laughs) Does not enough equal enough? If you can't do the math and nothing adds up, tell me why you're here. Okay.
0: Hilary, first of all, just go back to calculus. (laughs) It's just, it's fine, it's okay. Uh, So, you guys, this mini-episode was brought to you by our incredibly packed schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have so, so very, very many things to do. We're both involved in local shows right now, so if you are Reno locals, um, Joe, what are you working
1: on? I am currently working on the United States premiere of The Play About a Dick, currently playing at Good Luck, Macbeth, as directed by Amanda Alvey. And it runs... The first three weekends in July. So, snatch your tickets at tickets brownpapertickets. dot something. tickets dot com. Is it dot com or dot org?
0: I think it's dot com.
1: Okay, that sounds like it, but I didn't have the confidence to go through with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can always go to goodluckmacbeth dot org and click on the link from there.
1: Boom.
0: Um, and I am working on a, a sketch comedy show called The Untamed. It is playing at Bruca Theater. You can go to bruca.org to buy tickets. Um, and it is running for the next couple of weekends. So please check that out. Please come on down. We have 99 uh, sketches. And we pull 33 every performance to randomly perform for you. You will probably you will see me on the side of the stage you might see me on the stage for a couple of scenes so yeah yep coming back to the stage hate it don't appreciate it somebody wrote me into a couple of the scenes and so i have to oblige you don't have to tell them to fuck off Uh, i do (laughs) so come yeah come to our shows check them both out both great um both happening downtown and midtown um if you're not a local then fucking stay home. <laughs> <laughs> Then, you know, just stay tuned for our our season finale that's coming up next time. Boom. So, and so you're
1: welcome. You're totally welcome. You can follow us online. I couldn't help a podcast. Just look us up. You can Google us and shit's going to pop out. I'm tired of getting you the fucking handles. Do your fucking job. It's
0: fine. Uh, we swear on Chanel on Instagram and... <laughs> you cannot... I can't. I, undermine
1: I, me like that. Uh, that is so have, disrespectful.
0: People need it. They need it every time. <laughs> And if you're not willing to provide it, then I am. Okay. Follow us at We Swear on Chanel on Twitter and Instagram, and just search us up at I Couldn't Help a Podcast on the Facebook. So until next time, you guys remember: always, always wear, wear a condom.
1: condom. Bye. Bye. Peace. The- it's not stopping. It's not, it's not stopping. It.